0: Love talk radio
1: it is nine o'clock in the morning and already too hot 90 degrees in the San Fernando Valley It is truly a dog day of summer. At 10.30 in the morning, it is 200 degrees hot enough to keep a pie comfortably warm so when you are ready you could scoop ice cream on top and serve immediately. At one in the afternoon it is 600 degrees, hot enough to cook a family of four, though certain laws request you don't. At four in the afternoon most of the earth's surface has burned away, I'm writing this underneath the last remaining palm tree, in a place as far away from the equator as one could be. A gaggle of deceased penguins stares at me wantingly. Nine o'clock in the evening, I go to bed. It is too hot to be awake anymore, probably fifteen hundred degrees. i check the news for tomorrow's potential, but they are gone. I'm going to sleep until the ice monsters come, until they develop a clothing especially for this, until the breaking of the fall. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of your program. That was me! That was uh, me opening the show with my poem, Heat, because it is something like 7,000 degrees here in the San Fernando Valley. But it's good to have you with me. I'm here in my air-conditioned house. If you hear a hum in the background, it's because we can't afford to be in a soundproof studio. And that's our air conditioning, just going, keeping us alive. Very happy to have you with us. Please call in and read a poem. The number to call in for today's open reading over the next hour is area code 646-716-7362. You can also uh, direct connect. Uh, if you're at the website, just click on the uh, connect button if you have a good microphone on your computer. Um, and there you go. You're good to go. We'll call you. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put you on the air in the order that you've called in. And uh, you get to read a poem, uh, no content or style restrictions, anything you'd like to read, something brand new and polished that you love, or perhaps something, uh, or that is something uh, tried and true and and maybe older that you love, or something brand new that you're just working on. Whatever you'd like to read, uh, something from a new book you've got out or forthcoming, uh, call in and read. We'd love to hear it. And of course, you'll have the chance as well to talk about what's going on in your poetry world as well. Uh, Tell us about your new project, your your poetry website, your thing that you have going on, whatever it may be, we'd like to hear about it. That's what's going on here on Poetry Superhighway Live over the next hour. I hope you can hear me. We had some uh, technical difficulties last month during our show. It was kind of a drag uh, when we were having uh, our conversation with our poetry contest judges, Um, but I think we've got that all worked out, so hopefully you can hear me right now. Um, uh, uh we, we've tried a whole, uh, we've tried a whole new thing, and, uh, and, and hopefully this is working. So, uh, there you go. Gentlemen, welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Sorry for the uh, delay in connecting to the show. Uh, just a couple of uh, technical difficulties, which we uh, I think we've worked out. Hopefully, you can you can hear me now. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show, and it is great to have you with me. And I encourage you to call in. And read a poem live. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions, and we would be delighted to hear any poem that you have to read. It could be a a brand new poem that you're just working on and you want to try out, or it could be uh, something tried and true from a book you've had out for a long time. Whatever it is, call in. We'd love to hear what you have to say uh, here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, good chance for you to read a poem in front of a potentially worldwide audience. Fantastic, don't you think? I think so, too. Um, it's really hot here in the San Fernando Valley, probably 10,000 degrees. So excited that uh, I'm in an air-conditioned room, but you might hear the hum of the air-conditioning in the background, uh, for which I apologize. Just consider that a long, consistent, electronic poem, would you? All right. Um, again, the number to call in is six four six seven one. Six seven three six two. Uh, a couple things I wanted to let you know about here in Poetry Superhighway land that uh, that perhaps you don't know about. First of all, uh, we just launched since our last show last month um, a brand new website called Haikuniverse. and Universe is a uh, it's a daily haiku uh, chosen from submissions that are submitted via the uh, website form. There, and every single day since the end of July, we've published a haiku on Haikuniverse. You can read the haiku right on the website at haikuniverse.com. You can subscribe to the daily haiku email list right there on the website by clicking the subscribe button, and you will get a a haiku in the mail, that same haiku every single day in the email, I should say. Um, or you can also read the haiku on the Haikuniverse Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash Haikuniverse. And if you're a Twitter kind of person, you can also, uh, well, the the haikus don't get posted to Twitter, but links to the posts on the website get posted there. So there's just a million ways to get a haiku every day uh, on the Haikuniverse website. So check it out. Um, It would be really cool if you... uh, if you if you uh, if you participated in that, if you uh, clicked the submit button and submitted something of your own, we're very open to to different uh, interpretations of what a haiku is. Uh, right away, we we published a couple of things, which uh, people pointed out are not uh, don't fit into the traditional Eastern classic definition of a haiku, um, and uh, and we acknowledge that we actually have kind of a broad perspective on what a haiku is. We embrace the Western interpretation, which means it might not necessarily uh, have have a, a, a natural theme in it. Um, we're open to poems that don't necessarily fit into the 575 format, um, which in fact, if you're translating from Japanese, might not be the, the case anyway, as other people have pointed out. And we're open to things which sort of fit in the micro poetry realm as well. So, knowing all that if you're comfortable with that very broad uh loose definition of what haiku is then i encourage you to uh to get involved submit your own haiku on the form there um we it's it's pretty loose uh we do we do edit we do curate what 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 gets published but we don't have some of the same restrictions that we have on the poetry superhighway website which uh is that uh you know of course we get poet poet of the week um, you can't get published again or submit again to the following calendar year. We don't have that particular subscription. That doesn't mean that we're definitely going to publish anyone more than once during a year, but uh, uh, we definitely want to publish a haiku uh, in that broad sense of the word every single day. So with that in mind, um, uh, you can submit. You can submit again. You can submit, and if you get published, you can submit again. Um, we actually read the haiku completely blind without looking at your name. Um, and we don't see the name until we choose to to publish it and uh, then you will get a notification once it's published if we publish it um, and and that's how it works so check it out at haikuniverse.com h i no no h a i k u n i v e r s e.com Haikuniverse.com. better to just click on a link and, and not to think about how to spell it, that would probably be better. Also, I wanted to let you know, we're in the middle of our Summer Poetry Contest as well. Um, so, our Summer Poetry Contest started in the middle of July. We're about a month into it or so, a month and a couple of days. We already have over 125 paid entries or so. Um, and The cool thing about our contest is, um, we've and this is the 18th year we've been able to do this, um, so. First of all, three people are going to win the contest. We're going to have a first place winner, a second place winner, and a third place winner. Those winners are going to divide up the, uh, the entry fees taken in. It's a $1 per entry fee, and they will... Uh, so first place winner is going to get 50% of the entry fees for, for winning if they win. Second place will get 30%, and third place will get 20% uh, for, uh, if, if you win the contest. Um, The poems are read blindly by the uh, judges. The three judges of this year's contest are actually the people who won the contest last year, so that's pretty cool. And um, and they will read your poems uh, blindly. They won't know who it is who's written the poems. They're just going to see the poems. They send them back scored at the end of the the, the contest uh, in October. We figure out who won, and three people, uh, three poems rise to the top, and they're the winners. So it's just a, a dollar per poem to enter. All the entry guidelines are on our website, poetrysuperhighway.com. And uh, um, here's the cool thing: um, besides the fact that you can enter the contest for just one dollar with one poem and $20 for 20 poems if you want to enter that many, or more, or less, or whatever you want to do. Um, we've been able to do this every single year for the previous 17 years. Every single person who enters our contest will receive a prize just for entering. And we do this thanks to the generosity of the many, many people who are sponsors of the contest. So you can, When you go to the contest page, you can see at the bottom the very long list of prizes that people have pledged to donate. So even if you, you don't win the contest, if you don't score one of those top three positions, you will receive a prize just for entering. It could be a poetry book, it could be a subscription to something. Um, and so that's pretty cool. So even just for entering the contest for a dollar, you will you will get something back just for entering. It's kind of a win, win. And who knows, you might win, 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 meaning that you would win the contest. Who knows, I don't know, it's possible. So there you go, that's that. Um, we're also looking for a few more sponsors. Um, Um, If you've got a poetry book to donate or a few copies of a poetry book or another item or service that you think would be of interest to poets and writers, uh, please click on Sponsor the 2015 Contest from our website. Uh, uh, It's the second scrolling big picture on the top and also um, under the contest menu, there's a link to Sponsor the Contest menu. Um, So it helps us make sure that we can give a prize to all of our entrants and you get a classified ad in our emailed a newsletter which goes out to thousands of people every single weekend announcing our Poets of the Week um, and all the other stuff that's going on. So It's a great chance to promote your projects just for donating a book um, or several books or whatever it is that you're able to donate. Um, I think that's it. I think that's everything I have to tell you. Uh, we're gonna get to our first caller now. Just a reminder for, for you to call in, the number is 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 647 area code. Hello! Hello Rick, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome.
2: Very good, sir.
1: Cool, this is my friend from Canada. I think absolutely. I recognize you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's always uh it's always, I always feel good uh, beginning the show with a caller uh, across any border because it it helps uh, uh legitimize the whole uh thing that I keep saying which is that it's a, you know, it's a it's a worldwide show. Oh, absolutely.
2: Um, uh, Rick, being a Reiki master, um, I got an email this week from the San Diego uh, Reiki Association and at three o'clock this afternoon, they did a group wide, like international, like right around the world. They wanted people to send energy to the Animus River in Colorado because of the ecological disaster that caused by the EPA this week, if you heard about that.
1: I didn't, actually.
2: They were trying to clean up the tailing pond in an old abandoned mine, and they ended up breaching the uh, containment pond, and it released about 13 million gallons of arsenic and lead into the Animus River, which is running right down in through the Grand Canyon. It turned the water wreck from clear to an orange-yellow. And what they were doing today was an energy thing so that people were giving positive intention for that healing and, you know, the cleansing of that river. So I wrote something a few days ago, and at 3 o'clock my time today, which was 12 o'clock your time, I concentrated for like 7 or 8 minutes with my intentions for that river to heal itself.
1: Cool. Well, let's hear it.
2: Okay. It's called given Day. I wish to do all that I can to put the wind back in her sails. I will stop at nothing to prove her faith in humanity. As these rivers have had their health compromised, what was clear is now an orange color from a mine's failed tailings containment, which were full of arsenic and lead. But the damage is done, yet it seems there's no end to man's insolence. The time has come to quit going sideways and to achieve what we propose as we are nearing an irreversible turn. So as it now stands, there is an ecological disaster which requires our immediate attention. At a certain moment on a given day, ones are being asked to have a cognizance, to be in alignment, to think with a focus, to envision this tributary in its pristine radiance, which will restore its resilience, to bring it back from the brink with a healing mantra that will these waters cleanse and purify. By seeing this in our subconscious, we then pull the image through a tunnel to empty into a filtering stream that merges with the ailing scene. This accelerates the convalescence by a recycling rejuvenation, so loosens and extricates poisoning particles, enabling a homeostasis to be replenished.
1: End poem thanks well I hope the healing energy uh, works um, I, as you were describing the story I did uh, recall seeing pictures of um, of people kayaking in the in the kind of orange yellowish uh, river uh, there and um, and and thinking gosh what are we you know what what part of nature are we permanently screwing up now because um, uh, it seems like it's a story that keeps happening over and over uh, with oil spills and this and and all of that, so um, I certainly appreciate uh, you, you bringing that to all of our attention. And uh, Oh,
2: absolutely. And, and you know, Rick, it, it's just like that explosion that happened in, in that one port city in China this week. You heard about that?
1: You know, I don't think I, I did hear about that one.
2: Well, that one, boy, it was unreal. I think it's over 120 people dead now, over a thousand seriously injured. This thing was seen the explosion from space, it was in a port facility where they were holding all of these different container units, you know, like for ships and that. And a lot of it in there, a lot of it was, was cyanide uh, chloride or whatever. And it registered, Rick, it registered 2.4 on the Richter scale, this thing. And it went hundreds of meters into the air. And they've had, it's almost like an earthquake because they've had lots of aftershocks with this thing, like other explosions. And they've now done an evacuation at least a three-mile uh, radius out from that thing because they don't know how more or worse it's going to get. All the different vehicles that were all within that area, Rick, they were all all their paint was burned right down to the bare metal. All the wow. cars were burned right down. So you've got to think, it, it, it almost looks like Hiroshima or Nagasaki all over again. When, when you see the pictures they took like from a helicopter or whatever, it looks like total devastation. It's just crazy.
1: That's insane. It's, it's crazy. Well, it's that insane, this Rick.
2: It absolutely is insane. What we've been doing to the Earth is absolutely insane.
1: Well, I can only hope that the uh, the efforts and consciousnesses of uh, of people like like you um, will help raise awareness of it and uh, and help us uh, minimize, if not eventually eliminate, these kinds of uh, abuses of our home.
2: Absolutely, my friend. And having you with your program, I thought today I'd written one yesterday about my daughter with hummingbirds, and that waits till next month. This one is way more priority as far as getting the message out there and you are the vehicle that gets it out there internationally and I'm very proud to be called your friend because enabling me and empowering me to get that message out there to maybe people who hadn't heard about this before and with them thinking about it, it will only add to the strength of the intention right
1: well um from from your mouth to uh, everyone's ears, well, thanks so much for calling in any anything going on uh, otherwise in your poetry world, you want to let us know before I let you go no it's it's pretty quiet up here, Rick okay well uh it's pretty well, quiet keep keep Canada safe for us and um and we'll talk to you next time. take care all right bye bye that man. was that was our uh our uh, regular uh, uh caller from uh from Canada opening up the show, letting us know. Uh, and sending us healing energies with his new piece for the, the tragedy in the Colorado uh, area because of the, uh, the, the poisoning of, basically, discoloration of, of the river. So there you go. Um, it's your turn, ladies and gentlemen. Call in. The number is uh, 646-716-7362. We'd be delighted to hear what it is that you have to, uh, to uh, tell us about um, what's going on in your poetry world as well as to hear your poem uh, uh, it doesn't have to be a poem about an issue. It could be a poem about anything. Um, we have no content or style restrictions here on Poetry Superhighway Live. We're, we're very interested in the art of poetry and hearing what it is that you have to uh, have to say, what your poem is about. Um, whether it's funny, whether it's silly, whether it's serious, whether it deals with something uh, global or personal or uh, imagined, uh, do call in and uh, share your poem with us. Uh, area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 310 area code. Hello. Seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from... And 310, if you could now turn off your computer and listen on the phone, because there's a delay, we'd appreciate that. And 310, if you could now turn off computer... Hello? Hello, yes. Could you turn down
0: the yes, sound on your computer? Yes, I'm sorry. Hi, Rick. <laughs> Hi. It's Jean Colonymous.
1: Hi Jean, how you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. How are you?
1: I'm okay, thanks.
0: Um, well, uh, I have um, a poem. Great. And uh, it's called My Mother's Wisdom. When I'm confused about faith, what is it where is it found? And is the discipline of art a kind of faith? I go back to my mother's wisdom, which caused her to take the unusual step to invite a Christian science proselytizer who showed up at our door into our Jewish home. My mother showed the tiny elder into the den where she spoke of Jesus, God, and what Christian science can do for you, which was over my kindergartner's head. Relief came when the lady handed my mother a pamphlet listing the address and phone number of the local Christian science chapter. When she left, I asked mom, Why she, who'd forbidden me to talk to strangers, let this woman into our house. I expected my mother to say she felt sorry for her. Instead, she replied, I want you to know there are many ways to worship God.
1: Very nice, Jean. Thank you so much for uh, for sharing that with us. Uh, completely different tone uh, and and topic from from the previous caller, but that's not <laughs> what it's all about here. It's one hundred percent what it's all about. So I'm uh, really glad to hear that. Um, how's everything in your poetry world?
0: Pretty good. Uh, a little too quiet. Uh, I'm working on finishing this volume I've written about Eve, titled Eve Everywhere. And uh, I'm trying to pull Eve everywhere that I've written into into some kind of order, <laughs> and so far she's obeying.
1: Well, that's uh, that's unusual knowing that particular character, but, um, uh, yeah. but but I'm but I'm glad it's all coming together. That's that's great. I want to thank you also um, for involving me in the Topanga Messenger Poetry Contest. Um, um, it was a it was a great experience to uh, to to read poems from from different folks and uh, and I uh, the really the coolest part about it was getting to go um, to the Topanga Library um, to, after the contest was all said and done and meeting some of the people who had entered and um, and you know just getting to interact with them a little bit when we we took some pictures and oh, stuff like great. that. Oh,
0: so that's great! That's great.
1: Appreciate you you you're connecting me there.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. I, I thought I was very proud of the way the three of us worked.
1: Cool. Well, great. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: It was good to have you on board.
1: Thanks. Cool. Well, all right. Well, um, thank, any, if there's anything any, anything else you want to plug, promote, you're, you're, I guess you're saying um, it's too, too quiet. So there's, maybe I've,
0: well, I have the website, Gene Colonimus, that's C-O-L-O-N. O-M-O-S dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. So there's more work on that.
1: Great. Well, people should go and check it out, and um, thank you very much for calling in today.
0: You're welcome.
1: All right. Take that care.
0: Was Bye. You
1: too. That was uh, Jean Colonimus calling from Topanga, California, uh, reading her poem. The number for you to call in, Y'all is uh, area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. That's the number. Uh, it's a weekend. You should be able to call in on your cell phone for free, or you can just click the uh, direct connect button uh, there on the on the website if you're if you're feeling fancy and you've got a microphone, or just pick up your landline. Do you still have one of those? And call in. Um, you can share a poem. You can tell us what's happening uh, with you and poetry about your new book, your website, your Gosh, I don't know. Maybe you've got something going on that's, that that you know that we don't even know about. What it is? Call us and tell us. Our next caller is from the eight six zero area code. Hello.
3: Hey, Rick. This is Hi. Valerie from Maine.
1: Hey, Valerie. It's How- finally <laughs> hot here. Oh, praise Jeebus!
3: I'm in another. I'm in a room with AC 2 So if you hear it, don't worry.
1: I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm makes not it worried.
3: bearable, but it's nice.
1: So what's going on in, uh, in your poetry world, Valerie?
3: What is going on? Poetry Pasta has a presence on Facebook.
1: Cool. Do you, do you have, is it a, a simple address that you can just say on the, uh, on the air that, like, like Facebook? Uh, I yeah, just,
3: she- if you're, and like ninety percent, ninety-eight percent of people are on Facebook, right? So if you just search for poetry pasta, we're there.
1: Poetry pasta. Yeah. So it's like uh, a meal and a poem.
3: Yes, it's pasta in little bite-sized bits.
1: Is there, um, you know, just for uh, the sake of argument here? Is is there? Uh a, um, is there a gluten-free version?
3: (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm working on it.
1: Well, um, yeah, let us know, because I know there's a lot of people who would be particularly interested in, uh, in that, uh, you know, in that version of it.
3: I certainly will, Rick.
1: Cool. All right. Well, um, let's hear your poem, Valerie.
3: Okay. Mine's a haiku called retro so it's the it's very traditional 575 but um I like we don't have to be 575 so you were right so i'm just not sure but this one is um traditional so it's called retro make me a mixtape for my new walkman i got retro love songs please the end
1: well, I'm glad I didn't um head off to the bathroom during that. <laughs> Thanks for announcing it was a haiku. Um cool. Um it, Valerie. It
3: was very short, yes.
1: Well, the the one thing that, that uh, we can all agree on in terms of haiku is that they're very short. Yes. Um, that's uh you know, I don't know, did you have you uh, seen Haikuverse our new haiku website? Uh
3: yes, I'm subscribed to it. I love it.
1: Yeah, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we we've gotten a couple of people right away who, you know, we we did we didn't publish stuff right away necessarily that fit into the classic eastern definition. You know, uh, some people insist on 575 uh, um and so even before I published the first one, someone got angry that I we listed 575 in the in the logo. You know, oh yes, and of course, with the translation uh, in from from Japanese, it's it's not necessarily five seven five. And of course, the classic Eastern definition or Eastern you know uh, interpretation of what a haiku is is that it has to have a natural image in it. Um, and if it's not, it's uh, it's a, um, a senryu. Um, uh, but we're we're kind of just embracing the one term haiku and and allowing it to be sort of an umbrella. You know, term to fit all of these yeah. kinds of short poem forms, and hopefully that doesn't anger too many people.
3: Don't let them be angry. <laughs> you can only That's be true. angry if you write. What's that? They can only be angry if they write something.
1: That gives them the license to uh, to uh, to be furious at us.
3: Yes. Yes. Okay. And then you should still write what you want.
1: Right. Well, that's, of course, the whole idea, you know, is yes. to inspire people to write and, and then, of course, to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. That's our whole raison d'etre uh, in Poetry Superhighway. Why yes. we keep doing all these crazy things that we do? What happens on Poetry Pasta, by the way?
3: Poetry Pasta is very is very low barrier for... Uh, submissions. We love new poems. We love showing them off. Send them in. Send them in. It's run by myself and a man named Franco Esposito, who, uh, surprise, he lives in Canada. Uh,
1: There's nothing but a renaissance of poetry coming out of Canada, Uh, so what can I tell you?
3: (laughs) I don't know if Alex knows him, but Maybe they live next door to each other and they have coffee. I don't know.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, Valerie, uh, thank you so much for calling in. And um, and I, uh, I I look forward to hearing from you next time. And I hope that uh, the new Facebook presen- presence for for Poetry Pasta is, uh, is a successful uh, launch for you.
3: Thank you, Rick.
1: Sure. Stay, stay cool. All right. You too. Take it easy. Uh, thank you. That was uh, Valerie DeBeers calling from Bangor, Maine, where uh, she has officially announced that it's hot. Uh, I think it's only hot in Maine um, eight minutes out of the year, so I guess this is the eight minutes that that, that happens. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's, uh, it's your turn to call in. The number is 646-716-7362. And we've got about a half hour left in the show. We'd love to hear uh, your poem, whatever it is that you have to to say um, in any style, any content whatsoever, six four six seven one six It is the half-hour mark in the show, and as we do uh, typically um, in the half-hour mark, we play a spoken word track. Um, and um, I'm going to repeat, actually, what we did two months ago, because I'm not sure everyone was—everyone uh, who's listening now was listening then. This is a, um, a track from the poet Scott Charles, uh, I'm a local Southern California poet. Actually, he might live just slightly north of Southern California. Um, uh, uh, I don't know what the right term for that is, so I'm not going to waste your time trying to make something up. Um, this is um, this is uh, this is Scott's poem. Have a listen.
4: possible angle, witness to the nth degree, I have become everyone somewhere along the way, the sum of all probabilities, every ripple in the event window, that's me, I am this place, Only reason I retain the notion, Scott Charles, is that you won't let me forget. On Google Earth, my saga is told through a series of blurry street view pics: a lonely baby outside a department store, the Nosferatu waiting at a bus stop, a burglar mid-window. devil in the details, the angels in the architecture, every hero, every antagonist in the history of humanity, that all me. It is twilight in the garden of Beerus. good and evil have no power here, and at long last, I can never be alone. Talisman's Outlander's Bible. My journey is to the center of the myth, and it feels like the sand will never stop pouring out of my shoes. Shanghai, at an early age, I abducted myself through a trapdoor in the system, learning to live in the fibers of fiction along the periphery of the collective dream. And who knows what to believe anymore With memories changing shades And all things Ultimately becoming mutable As I get closer To the summer. The sand My shoes I was on a beach at night, every night on every beach, looking at the moon from every possible angle. Witness to the nth degree. I have become everyone somewhere along the way. The sum of all probabilities, every ripple in the event window. That's me. I am this place, the world incarnate. And the only reason I retain the notion of Scott Charles is that you won't let me forget. My saga is sold through a series of blurry-street view pics. A lonely baby outside a department store. The Nosferatu waiting at a bus stop. A burglar, mid-window, breaking into his own home. I am the devil in the details, the angels in the architecture, every hero, every antagonist in the history of fiction. That's also me. It is twilight in the garden of mirrors. Good and evil have no power here. And at long last, I never be alone.
1: Go. The poem ends. That's uh, I don't know if that's a tribute to the the uh, the Beckett play Waiting for Godot, which ends with Let's go, and then nothing happens. Oh God, I just gave away the ending. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, forget that I said that and read that later on in your life. It's good to good to have you with us, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, that was a poem by Scott Charles. He submitted it a couple months ago. We played it two months ago, uh, but. We, uh, you know, it's been a couple of months, and I uh, wanted to make sure uh, we uh, we enough people had the chance to hear it because I think it's a cool track, and it's a great example of what I'm looking for for that segment of this show, which is uh, a spoken word track that goes beyond just you reading a poem you know, into the mic, because you can just call in and read, you know what I'm saying? And I, uh, and so what we're looking for for the spoken word segment is something where you record a poem, it's mixed with music, maybe you've added sound effects, there's something just different about it, even if it's just a, a live, uh, a recording of a live performance of a poem where the audience is kind of included, that's, that's different from just calling in and doing a straight reading. Um, that's what we're looking for here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Send me an mp3 to rick at poetrysuperhighway.com and I will be thrilled to play that. Uh, well, that is, I'll listen to it, and, uh, and odds are we'll probably like it, and we'll play it in the half-hour uh, slot on the on this program, Poetry Superhighway Live. All right. The number for you to call in, ladies and gentlemen, is area code 646-716-7362. About 20 minutes left. Plenty of time for you to call in and share your poem. Moving now to a caller from the 949 area code. Hello.
5: Hi, it's me. It's Robbie Nestor. How are you?
1: Hi, Robbie. Thanks for calling I in. I can hear you now. <laughs> that's, that's great. I had a, a little not- trouble
5: today. It kind of sounded like you were gargling.
1: Um, I don't think I was gargling, but I I do a lot of things that I don't pay attention to, so it's possible uh, that that was happening. But I'm glad you can hear now.
5: I can. And since I'm unfortunately going to miss your reading down here at the Spoken Word in Laguna Woods, uh, because I'll be on an airplane uh, coming back from Virginia, I called in to read a poem now.
1: Cool. Well, you know, I'm actually, that's a week from Tuesday, I believe, and I'm actually going to be reading at the ugly, m- isn't it? Isn't it the
5: 25th? Oh, I thought it was uh, this coming Tuesday, but I may be wrong. But if it's next week, then I'll be here. Um, and
1: well, I, now I can be at the mug, too. <laughs> you, should, you, should, you should be my Rodian come to all these things, I think. Um... Uh I'm going to find out when it is cuz I'd like to know. Um and it's it's it certainly I I thought it was uh, a week from Tuesday but uh but now I'm paranoid. Oh you're right.
5: You are right. Oh. It's the 25th. No, wait, it's the 25th, right? And I will be on an airplane coming home from Virginia on the 25th.
1: Okay. Well, fly safely. First of all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I well, will be in Orange you. County this Wednesday. Uh, just for you, because I know you're not going to be able to hear me the following week at the Ugly Mug. No, match.
5: I'll be in Virginia.
1: <laughs> oh, so you're going to miss the whole. You're just basically you're coinciding your trip with my mini Orange County tour. Is what's happening?
5: Yeah, it, it kind of looks that way. But uh, well, we are reading at uh, Moon Day uh, on September 20th, and if there's an open mic, we can hear something. We can hear you read something then if you show up.
1: If I show up, that's a uh, Sunday, September 20th?
5: Yeah. My husband Richard Nestor and I are reading wait. with Melissa Stoddard at uh, Moon Day in Flintridge, La Cunada.
1: Now, wait a minute. Isn't that show usually on Mondays?
5: It's Sunday.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, <laughs> touche, I guess. Um, and... Um and yeah, well, wh- I you know th- that's actually the next date of this open reading um at two o'clock. So I guess it depends on when it is. Well, but uh, well,
5: it's it's a, uh, I think it is the same time. So.
1: Man, <laughs> the, the fate not, fates are not aligned for us to uh, uh, be in the same place listening to each other read poetry. No. But. But listen yeah, to us talk on, right now uh, on a on a live radio show. This is this is this is happening. This is this is poetry making good.
5: Okay, I got a poem for you, Ben. Let's hear it. It's called Kashmiri Mystery, and it's another one of those ekphrastic challenges from Rattle that never gets published. So I do it <laughs> every month. Kashmiri Mystery two white pashmina goats above a lush brocade of meadow grass and woodland regard this richness from a scaffolding of narrow planks a barn without a roof or walls where none but goats could hope to tread why aren't they grazing in the tender hollow between trees the deodar and poplar grass so sweet and green that even I, no ruminant, would like to rest there in the heat. Prized for their precious fleece, the goats are far too valuable to roam these hills, where tigers might be skulking in the shadows, or, more likely, thieves. Determined farmers brave these heights to feed and water flocks whose horns offer a slim defense against a world that wants to strip them bare, or worse, to turn them on a spit to feed another sort of appetite. The goats get little profit from their soft, thick coat, and yet look strangely satisfied at home so far above the ground, their small hooves sure even in the rain among the silent clouds feeding on air.
1: Well, now I'm especially upset that I can't come to your reading.
5: <laughs> well, you'll Wonderful! Have to buy my new book.
1: All right, um, a, a fine demand to make uh, as a make good gesture. <laughs> um, uh, congratulations on that. What? What is your new book?
5: Uh, it isn't out yet, but Tebbit Bach is publishing my new book and Richard Nesser's new book. At the same time, whenever that is, I'm not sure when it's going to be. Sometime soon, my new book is called Otherwise, with a dash between a hyphen between the other and the wise, and it's got a really wonderful cover done by the painter uh, Ira Joel Haber, who with whom I collaborate quite often. And that's Richard's great. Book is called Gunpowder Summer.
1: Cool. Well, congratulations to both of you on the uh, on the on the new books and um, and which will are coming out at some undetermined time in the future. You mentioned.
5: Yes, we're waiting for the contracts. Gotcha. But I'm assured that they will be coming along soon, and so I'm guessing maybe December, January, something like that. And we'll That's be cool. And I, I
1: love that you you mentioned that you collaborate with this with the the visual artist as as well. One of the things that I really have have learned to enjoy quite a bit um, is collaborating with people who work in other mediums, um, uh, whether it's ekphrastic poetry or or I guess ekphrastic paintings uh, to, to to some extent, where someone might uh, create a painting. Uh, after reading a poem, um, or mixing music um, with poetry, etc. It's something that I've I've been doing more of lately myself, and it's it's very cool that you have a relationship with an artist that's that's collaborative and ongoing.
5: I actually have a whole manuscript of over 100 pages of collaborations with mostly visual artists, but it also contains a poem that I wrote about music and... Uh, Uh, a poem in response to another poem Um, and the other poem my my friend who is a painter and a poet the the, her poem is also in the book so if i can find somebody who will publish it with 35 color uh, prints in it uh, then you can see all these beautiful uh, works and some painters well ira responded to one of my poems with six different paintings. So they're in the book, too. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's not practical. I mean, it's very expensive. So it's out at two different places.
1: Color printing on interior pages uh, definitely uh, ups uh, the price of the book quite a bit. Remind us where you're calling from, by the way.
5: Uh, Lake Forest. Which is very close to where you're going to be in Laguna Woods, only about 15 minutes away, and uh, it's south of Irvine, just a little bit south of Irvine. So,
1: man, I happy. Irvine. Whenever I think about Irvine, I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, once you've gotten all the way to Irvine, uh, uh, it's still like another hour to go.
5: Uh, to to where? Laguna Woods? No, <laughs> just, it's
1: 15. 15- 15 minutes, no, but if to, to Irvine in general. I, I mean, um, well, since I'm going to be so close uh, when you're uh, out of town, if you need me to water your plants, uh, please let me know.
5: <laughs> My son is taking care of them, but thank
1: you. Okay, sure, good. I hope well, that
5: we'll manage to uh, get together sometime.
1: Me too. Uh, I'm cool. sure.
5: I'm sure we'll be up there reading at Gatsby or something, or who knows, at Tebbit Box, so when our launch comes up, you can make it, and we can read together like we did at the Mug uh, a couple years ago for
1: good, uh, good
5: And ecbrastic.
1: Yes, it was fun. So, cool. thank
5: well, we'll you very you. much.
1: Sure, I really appreciate nice. you coming in and sharing your poem, and um, have a great rest of your day.
5: Thank you, you too.
1: All right, bye. bye. That was uh, Robbie Nestor, uh, uh, who basically runs poetry uh, uh, in, in Orange County, as as best as I can tell, uh, based on what she's telling me. has a new book coming out um, and is heading to Virginia for some reason. I don't know why, uh, but please, if you're in Virginia, look out for Robbie and demand that she read poems to you, uh, her husband, too. You you just can't go wrong. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, ten minutes left. Uh, call in, would you? The number is 646-716. Our next caller is a blocked number. Hello, blocked number.
6: Hello, Rick. This is Michael in Birmingham.
1: Hi, Michael. How are you?
6: I'm fine. How are you? I just attended uh, the reading of a new book uh, by the uh, Alabama State Poet Laureate, Andrew Glaze. And um, that's where I was, and it just... After I left, I got to listen to his new book called Overheard in a Drugstore. He's also uh, in the um, Alabama Writers Hall of Fame, the inaugural induction that took place back in June. Along with Harper Lee, you know, I'm from Alabama, so Harper Lee, the new book that came out on the 16th, The Watchmen. But anyway, um, the poem I was going to read, I gave to somebody (laughs) before I left the reading. Uh, someone I hadn't seen in a long time, a college professor and a poet. And so, um, well, how about I mention, you know, today is uh, Charles Bukowski's birthday. Has anyone mentioned that?
1: No, no one has.
6: Yeah, you know, I didn't know someone posted it on a website I go to. And so I read some Bukowski this morning. And he's um, was considered, like, I think in this, um, maybe back in the 80s. I forget the exact date, but time. Refer to him as the Port Laureate of the lower, as opposed to you know, like highbrow art and uh, academic. Heathcliff, um, a novel study in the keen scent of Mel Greece, the weathering howls, the rain of mad dog. That's. The first stanza of the three stanza poem that I was going to read today, but I don't have it in front of me, so I don't have the other two memorized enough to read them. But uh, that first stanza is actually how it started out, as one fin cane, and it evolved into two more uh, thin cane stanzas. So, um, but I'm glad I got to call in and read and share that with you about our, our State Poet Laureate, Andrew Glaze which I happened to be listening to our public radio station, I think it was Thursday or Friday, and they were, had an interview or, or talk with him, and they mentioned his reading that was today at, the, at our Homewood Library. Homewood is a suburb of Birmingham. If it hadn't been for me happened to have happened to have listened to that radio program Thursday or Friday, I would have known about his reading and uh, the release of his new book today. The publishing company, I think is called New South, Okay, well, you probably had some other callers. Uh, um, call let me ask me you a
1: question, Michael. Uh, the, the, sure. the, what's the name of the Poet Laureate's new book you said was Overheard in a Drugstore? Oh,
6: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, let me make that for you. I'm not the form. It's called Overheard in a Drugstore, a new collection by Andrew Glaze. He's a Poet Laureate of Alabama and the Alabama Writers Hall of Fame inaugural inductee. Uh, uh, and you might find it interesting. There was a, uh, you know, uh, um, wow. I'm trying to drive and read this. Uh, do you know of an actor by the name of Arlen Dean Snyder? Does that ring a bell, Snyder? No. Anyway, Andrew is also a playwright, and as I understand it, this had to do with something with a play that was produced, directed, and out. Uh, this actor recorded it. The, this this title poem overheard in a drugstore. He recorded it, videotaped it for. Uh, today's um, ceremony, uh, today's reading program, but the quality didn't come, um, as it turned out, unfortunately, the quality um, did not turn out very well, and so they had to, uh, they weren't able to to show it, uh, so that got um, well,
1: I, was, I guess you're driving, so maybe this is impossible. I was going to ask if you could read something short from the book, and, and, and also uh, I
6: don't have the book. I don't have the book, but a pleasant surprise was uh, the person I gave my poem to today. I wanted to do a little something for them in return because they asked me uh, if I had a copy of the book. I said, "Well, I'm, I'm not able to at this time get one," and they said, "Well, you know, um, they, they're as I understand it, they're going to send me a complimentary copy." And maybe when I get that complimentary copy, uh, maybe I can read one of the poems. Maybe, perhaps, I'll read one of the poems over the air on one of your programs.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I just – I love the title, and it just, I'm wondering if that's the whole theme of the book um, uh, or if that's really just – if that's just the title, poem um. – Itself, I mean, I you know, I, I I like the idea of a whole book of poems of things overheard in a drugstore, but just even the concept of the one poem is kind of interesting. Uh, so okay. uh, well,
6: yeah, that, maybe that is, that's the title of the book, but it also is the title of a poem. But that poem wasn't able to be read today because someone videotaped it, it who couldn't be here, but the videotaping didn't. Come. But that's not only the title of the book, but it's also the the title poem, and it's also uh, it's the title of the book and the poem, and um. Would you like to? I have the program that's got a list of some of the poems. Would you like to hear some of those titles? Would that help you any?
1: No, that's okay. I just uh, I thought it would be cool to hear hear a poem or you know a sample from it. But if you don't have it uh, at this time, that's okay. Maybe next time. Uh, Michael. Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for, for calling in. As always, you, you always uh, uh, share a lot with us and, and expose us to things that we don't know. And it's uh, beyond you know the, re- the very minimalistic reading of your own work. You really share a lot about other people and poetry, and it's very cool that you do that.
6: Yeah, I well, I like being able to uh, be a, like a little ambassador like that for the state of Alabama. Okay, okay, you have a good week, and I'll talk to you hopefully in the near future.
1: Sounds good. Alright, that was uh, Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama. As usual, calling from his car, I'm pretty sure this program is going to be the death of him, so I was calling from his uh, cell phone, from his car. Uh, I don't recommend that, folks. It's not safe. It's not good. You shouldn't do that. Uh, but there you go. Um, Alright, well, ladies and gentlemen, we've only got a couple minutes left. I'm not sure I can squeeze another caller in, but if you want to call in right now, I'll try. The number is 646 7362. Um, I think I was having some audio problems at the beginning of the show, so you might not have heard this poem, which I read to open up the show, in tribute to what a hot day it is here in Southern California uh, and in other parts of the world, too. This is called Heat. It is 9 in the morning and already too hot, 90 degrees in the San Fernando Valley. It is truly a dog day of summer. At 10.30 in the morning it is 200 degrees. Hot enough to keep a pie comfortably warm, so when you are ready, you could scoop vanilla ice cream on top and serve immediately. At one in the afternoon, it is six hundred degrees. Hot enough to cook a family of four, though certain laws request you don't. At four in the afternoon, most of the Earth's surface is burned away. I'm writing this underneath the last remaining palm tree, in a place as far away from the equator as one could be. A gaggle of deceased penguins stares at me wantingly. Nine o'clock in the evening, I go to bed. It is too hot to be awake anymore. Probably fifteen hundred degrees. I check the news for tomorrow's potential, but they are gone. I'm going to sleep until the ice monsters come until they develop clothing, especially for this until the breaking of the fall. Thanks, everyone. That's uh, the poem called Heat, which actually appears in my new book from Rothko Press, which is called Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. It's an anthology of poems I've written over the last 20 years. Uh, First anthology of poems i put out since 1997's I Am My Own Orange County. So I encourage you to check it out. Um, It's available on Amazon. You can check out a few more sample poems from it on my website, PoetrySuperHighway.com. Uh, it's the first thing on the page that you see, so check it out. Um, well, thanks everyone for calling in and making this a great, a great show. Thanks for to Alex from Canada. Uh, thanks to Jean from Topanga. Valerie from Bangor, Maine. Uh, Robbie from Lake Forest, California, and Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Our next show, uh, the next open reading, will be on Sunday, September 20th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, the following month, we will be announcing the winners of our annual poetry contest on October 18th, also at 2 o'clock p.m., subject to change as schedules allow. Uh, thanks, everyone, for calling in. Enter our contest. Would you? Go to PoetrySuperHighway.com for all the details, and uh, Have a lovely rest of your day, ladies and gentlemen. Bye.